Hi everyone, this is Neil Thompson from the Inside Oz podcast. As you know, the guys are raising money for Sheffield Children's Hospital, and you can donate online through their Just Giving page. If you donate, you can unlock huge bonus episodes from the guys, as well as other perks. Head on over to www.justgiving.com forward slash royalgrumble to donate whatever you can. There isn't a set amount to donate, it's completely up to you, and you can also see all the information regarding the bonus content. All donations go directly to Sheffield Children's Hospital. It's a great cause, so give whatever you can. Thank you. Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the Royal Grumble podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, and sitting across from me is Dan. Hi. It is Graham's big birthday bash at the beach. Yeah, he's... Uh, can we get away his age? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a bit funny about personal information being out there. Okay. Um, but so, so we announced the fact that he is 42 this year. So congratulations, Graham. Yeah, he's, he's he is the daddy. That's well above the life expectancy of a Scottish man. <laughs> so <laughs> it, I'm glad you mentioned Scotland because Graham is a proud Scotchman, and uh, what we're going to do this week is uh, talk about the best Scottish wrestlers of all time. Yeah, because it's a tradition on the Royal Grumble. Whenever it's someone's birthday, they kind of get to pick the theme or we do something that they'll appreciate. Yeah. And so we decided to go through the best Scotch wrestlers. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> first on the list, <laughs> they're from the Highlands of Scotland. The Highlanders. <laughs> the Highlanders, well known from their tag team run in 2007. <laughs> No, I want to say, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, 2007. Graham, we've honestly done a lot of research for your birthday episode. Yeah, so I'll start talking. Well, you Phil, you've, you find that out, Phil. So Robbie and Rory McAllister, strong Scottish name, McAllister. They had uh, a brown tartan, which um, is um, reminiscent of uh, the tartan of St... Uh, Graham of that's the only Scottish name I could think of uh, and he um, built Loch Ness <laughs> <laughs> that's another Scottish thing that I know come on when did the debut I'm, I'm trying to find it 2006 to 2008 they're in WWE two years yeah well what w- one of them went to watch TNA didn't he and then, then they probably kept him around just to punish him because yeah. they're, they're sick and head like that so like, we'll fire your mate but we'll keep you According to the Wikipedia, they are actually Scottish. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mugs they were both there. born and raised in Oban, Scotland. I don't know if that if it's been uh if this is kayfabed or not. I think it's kayfabe, mate, because I d I, I don't think they're really Scottish. No, because well, I'm sure one of them's Canadian. Yeah, they're not really Scottish. Yeah. Um so yeah, they had a great tag team running WWE. I mean, no, they are Scottish. They are. They are yes. they're one of they're the greatest Scottish tag team of all time. Yeah, I can't think of a tag team better than that's from Scotland. No. Um, so they're most famous for one of them going to a TNA show. Right. And getting caught on camera. Do you know, like, if you're at that level, yeah. like, sort of like, you're not really doing much on TV, and one of the rules is, don't go watch TNA. Just, you wouldn't go watch it, would you? No. 
I mean, he did try to stay in. He wore a cap and everything, but just do what Seth Rollins does when he says he don't watch indie shows. Uh, he hasn't watched indie shows since he's been WWE, but he's always hanging out at PWG. Yeah. Yeah, just hang around backstage and hope no one sees you peeking around the curtain. Um. So, yeah, so he went to watch TNA, and then he got a clothesline from L from JBL, didn't he? Yeah. Which were funny. Yeah. Squashed him dead. Yeah, and then they were kind of just a job team for a while before eventually being released. Yeah. Then one of them showed up in Blackpool. Yeah, and you annoyed him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've told this story a few times on air, but we've got to do it again. Because you were, what you were doing was you decided to speak Carney all day. No, I decided to uh, talk about one of my favourite wrestlers, Kizani. <laughs> Is he Scottish? I wish he was Scottish, mate. He's not. <laughs> he's not Scottish. He's not cool enough. Yeah, cool. Um, no, he's he's um, it, yeah, he's spoken Carney, didn't he? So I just thought I'd just talking Carney like my mate Kizani. Yeah, we were hanging out after the show talking to Paul Malin, who the company we used to I run. I thought you were talking to Leguero. We're talking to Leguero. I can't both. be speaking to Leguero. Oh, no, everyone knows he speaks English now. Um, yeah, I ruined that on the last show, didn't I? Well, no, he ruined it by talking to WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think, because I remember having a discussion with Paul Malin about how much he was annoyed by Sonny on that show because she she caused the show to be delayed by unplugging all the camera char- all the camera batteries to, to blow dry her hair. Um, and you were speaking Carney, <laughs> and <laughs> Robbie from the Highlanders was staring you down like he was going to close on you like JBL did to him. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Yeah, he didn't look impressed with you. I, I kind of had to shuffle you away. <laughs> yeah. Like, that show, like, we're stupid. It was UKW. We knew what we were doing. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> why would you run Blackpool, mate? They did a 40-minute hardcore match with the owner of the company who could barely wrestle against one of UKW's prime talents in Jimmy Blood. Bud will have blood. I love Jimmy Blood, mate. <laughs> like, he I... was like Loki, but from Wakefield. Do you know... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when they had that show on Sky? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched that one ironically. Like, I was like, I can't wait for UKW. <laughs> Yeah, but you're you're a big proponent of five dollar wrestling and yeah these type of companies. Yeah, I've purposely not let Becky watch five dollar wrestling because I know how much she'll hate it. Really, like, like not because of the bad wrestling, but because of how they're seemingly making fun of people with, <laughs> with disabilities. <laughs> that's pretty much what that show is. Yeah, <laughs> and she will hate it. <laughs> it is funny though. <laughs> it is. As I said in the last show, Daryl is one of the people that runs our social media, in case you see any untoward comments. Oh, I don't mock him, like, publicly. I just, no. just, like, mock people with disabilities privately. Yeah, we're in a private situation now. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty public, mate. People are listening, By the way, just in I case hope. you can hear us drinking on the show, uh, we're obviously, we've popped an iron brew. And it's the new recipe, which I understand is the better one. A new and, so, impro- new and improved. Yeah, new and improved iron brew. Because everything new is better. Yeah. Like the new Rockers, the new Blackjacks, the new Iron Brew. Yeah. So we've bought some Iron Brew specially for this show to celebrate... The new day. Yeah. yeah. To celebrate Graham's heritage uh, and how much he loves Scotland and new Iron Brew. I've lost the lid now. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, there it is. Continue. So, do you know the Highlanders? Yeah. 
what are their opinions of flat earth mate because if they if they're like on the highlands of scotland they'll be able to see the curvature of the earth yeah you'd assume so yeah um and i mean they flew from scotland to florida to go watch tna so they'll have seen the curvature there from the flight but then again that didn't work out for flip gordon he still believes the earth's flat and the the pilots are in on it um but yeah the flat earth conversations died down recently i think it doesn't get brought up as much now, which is a shame because it's really entertaining to me. Why? Because it's obviously ridiculous. <laughs> why is why is it obviously ridiculous? Because to believe in it requires no knowledge of science or anything. All right, I I don't I don't necessarily believe the Earth's flat, but hear me out. Okay. Right. You're saying you've got to believe science, yeah? Which as a starting point. And while I'm aware, science is a bitch sometimes. As a starting point, I can get behind that statement. Yeah. But I think the science you're believing is far beyond your knowledge. But you can ha- you can believe in it because it's observable and it's done multiple times to prove that it works. What, what is? So, like, one of the big things Flat Earthers like to go on about is if the Earth's round, then how does water stay on the bottom of it? And, well, one of the things that... Well, gravity is a thing. And is it, also, Is gravity a thing? Well, are you floating... Yeah, if the Earth's flat, but like, there's no atmosphere outside of there's there's no gravity outside of Earth, so you float away, obviously. Because if it was completely flat, then what's keeping you down the ground? The government. Okay, the government, um, <laughs> which is the answer that's given most often on these videos. But no, the other thing as well is centrifugal force. Okay. So like, if you when you were a kid and you're helping carrying shopping home. Did you ever do that thing where you swing the carrier bag round a lot and nothing falls out because of centrifugal force that yeah. forces stuff to the out to the perimeter of it? Yeah, but then bag split and I got a clip right here all. Okay, yeah, that happens. Um, and then you were forced to wear your mum's um, swimming costume. Oh, I weren't in forced. In tribute to Pete, in tribute to Pete Dunne. I weren't forced, mate. Who wasn't born? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like it seems like a lot of these concepts just uh, completely against any sort of like very provable science never mind the more lofty stuff i mean i was talking about because like uh, unlike the other people show i i've talked about my job before uh one of the speakers at the flat earth, flat earth conference in the uk uh works for nhs supply chain and i keep wanting to try and figure out a way that i can be in a meeting with him to ask him some questions about why stephen hawkins is wrong stephen hawking it's another thing graham will pull me up on um I should have just continued. I don't think that's the only thing he's going to pause up on on this show, no, mate. No, no. I think least, I, that's the least. He I worries. think he, I think he gets the idea of what's happening. So happy birthday, Graham. Um, <laughs> I wish it was Stephen Hawking's because then there'd be two of him, and maybe one of them could walk. I mean, the other one's in dark. Well, it's, it, that's Justin, his brother, who's plays in darkness, singer at darkness, isn't he? Do you remember when uh, Stephen Hawking's um, partner were accused of abusing him? Yeah. But, but what, like, how did the bruises get on him? That's what I yeah, want to know. The Ricky Gervais joke in the pops to mind. It's like, oh, he must have got those skateboarding. <laughs> um, it's one of Ricky Gervais's actual good jokes. Actually, that's that's unfair. His early stand-ups are really good. Um, but no, um, did you know that Ricky Gervais is an atheist? No, I wasn't uh, aware. Yeah, just like no. that, let you know. Um, so. We we were talking briefly as well about the... he also wasn't making fun of disabilities with that disabled character that he that he yeah. played, um, 
well, I was talking about the Flat Earth documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, which you haven't seen, and I'm su- I'm really surprised you haven't watched it. No, because I feel like they're going to mock Flat Earthers. No, they do. They do a really good job of letting them mock themselves, which is where it works best. They just present what they're doing, and it's all silly and ridiculous. But they present it in a way like this is a science experiment that's happening, and they let their ridiculousness just take over. Yeah, but right, this this is what I don't don't get like. I can have somebody very intelligent, or who someone is perceived perceived as very intelligent, tell me the science behind why the Earth is round, right? But I won't understand that science, okay? Yeah. Then you've got somebody that's going, the Earth's flat. I can see with my eyes that the ground that I'm standing on is flat. Mm. I'm not saying that I believe the Earth is flat, but I can see they've got a point. I mean, in terms of simpler science, and I know what the answer to this is, okay. we just had the anniversary of the Apollo 11 um, moon landing. It happened, what, yesterday was the 50th anniversary of Do you it. really want to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> I know that was that's the answer to it. But apart from that, we've taken many pictures of the Earth since then. Yeah, but how do you know the pictures of the Earth? Have you, because have you got, they're pictures of the Earth. Have you got Photoshop on, on, on that fancy new laptop? No. I mean, I've got Google Earth, where you can zoom out to the satellite, pretty much the satellite, where it goes outside the atmosphere. You would do satellites exist? Yeah. Have you seen a satellite? Not in person, mm. but satellites mm. exist. Yeah. How do you think everything works? Because the Earth's flat, so they can just like <laughs> run cables and it'd be fine. <laughs> I'd say you just need to look into it, mate. I mean, I did spend a whole evening once watching all these different videos on different things, and I just got angrier and angrier because I was like, I can explain that away in like in one sentence. Do you think the moon landing's happened? Yeah. Why? Why? Because it's a it's a feat of achievement, isn't it? It's like why do people climb Everest? Yeah, but like, how convenient is it that we were in a space race? Well, I said we, like, I'm, but the Americans were in a space race, and they achieved that goal before anybody else i mean there's a reason they achieved it before anyone else because they filmed it and it was a lie in a studio and stanley kubrick helped do that and that's what the shining's about you're saying it like in a mocking way but i actually no but have you seen room 237 no which is the documentary about all the conspiracy theories to do with the shining No, no uh one of the conspiracy theories of the shining is that there's lots of hints in it that the moon landings were faked and he was a part of it um it's another one. It's worth a watch. It's quite okay. It's quite interesting. I should watch it because I quite like Kubrick. Yeah. He was a nutcase. Yeah. Like in, in a good way, not yeah. in like a Roman Polanski way. Um, <laughs> more on that later. Uh, what did What did he do? Roman Polanski. He yeah. uh, raped a 13-year-old girl and then ran off to another country before he could be tried for it. Do you want to talk about Scottish wrestling, mate? Well, I, I, I just want to finish. <laughs> okay. Finish my point. That, that took that took a <laughs> t- took a real left turn. We were heading right, and then you I, just I can't remember what my left. point is. But your point your point was the Earth's flat, and that the moon landings didn't happen. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, I, I believe the Earth landings did. So, oh, it was about how the moon landings happened, how we got to that point. Uh, to take it on another dark turn, Nazi scientists who were given immunity to then work for the U.S. government in their um, things and they use stuff in will from the holocaust when they did experiments on people they use that technology that they then learned to help win the space race question for you did hitler escape to argentina uh i don't know 
Cause I hope not. But then you kind of want that inglorious bastard's end for him. You don't want him to have just killed himself in a bunker or to have lived his life out in Argentina. You want him to get shot to pieces. Yeah, in yeah, but that's, yeah, but the the options are, and not what you want to happen, what you think happened. And again, it could have been something different, but this the theory is he escaped to Argentina. So yeah. did he shoot himself in the bunker or did he escape? He'll be dead now. He'll be long dead because of yeah. that. But like, so whatever happens, he's dead and gone and he was a heinous know, person, but I just want to know. there would have been... So something more plausible to base that theory on when there never really was. Yeah, I thought the plausible things were that there's loads of villages in Argentina where people speak German. Yeah, because of Nazi war criminals who ran away to yeah, South America. Yeah, he's the biggest war criminal. Yeah, which means it'd be harder for him to hide in that. No, shave your moustache, shave your head. You, you, no, just because you've seen, I've seen more evidence that Elvis is still alive than Hitler. And Elvis isn't still alive. So... <laughs> Well, I've heard a song that says that Elvis is a dead <laughs> mate, so are you are you denying scouting for girls? <laughs> oh, they're a terrible band. They're they're not Scottish, are they? Probably not. Nah. There's only one terrible Scottish band I know, and that's uh the ones who do Chelsea Dagger. Oh, Fratelli's. Yeah, I'm not I can't stand them. I like that album. That mm. that first album. Not a fan at all. Anyway, so we move on to our next Scottish wrestler. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll just look on my notes now to determine which <laughs> Scottish wrestler we're going to talk about. Which one do you, Which one do you want to talk about, mate? Um, I don't know. It's hard to make a list of the best Scottish wrestlers. There's too many of them, isn't there? Yeah, there's so many great wrestlers. I mean, you can watch ICW and stuff like that. What other good things is there about Scotland that we can talk about? I mean, they love fast food. It's the home of the fried fried food. Oh well, let's do this then. Let's rank fast food. Okay. Right. So, you don't eat meat anymore. No. Which might be an issue. But you used to eat meat. Yeah. So, I don't know if you want to do it from a meat eater's perspective or from a veggie perspective. I mean, I could, veggie perspective is better for me nowadays. Like, I've, I've been ready for quite a while now, so. Okay. Um, I mean, the takeaways I tend to get, I'll, I I do like my uh, deep fried tofu satay. I think you, yeah, but I think you've got to, no. When I'm talking about fast food, though, I'm talking about like McDonald's, oh, no. KFC. After the right. show I went to last night, I was quite hungry, so we ordered food. And the easiest food for a vegetarian to order late night is pizza. I got a pizza meal deal. I had a hot vegetarian pizza. Becky had a normal vegetarian pizza, and we got a garlic bread. Let's on the move side on. As this well. isn't working, mate. I literally wanted to rank like Domino's, Nando's, oh. McDonald's, KFC. Which one's oh. the daddy? All the actual which... places. Yeah, Domino's is the best. So Domino's is. Domino's like is God the best tier. PC, yeah. If you if we're going like God tier, A, B, and C. Okay. Uh, so I know you really like Papa John's. No, I I went through a phase where I really like Papa John's, but I've gone out of it now. Uh, Papa John's won't be in God tier for me. Do- Dom- Domino's is up there, but Domino's is like when you've got a bit a bit of cash. Like for me, McDonald's, I'd put McDonald's in God tier. Because McDonald's. there's always, a, whenever you go, there's al- always a McDonald's, right? Yeah. So you just know, and you know what you're getting. There's not, and there's not usually, like with KFC, you get bad KFCs. That one near here, it's not a great KFC. That The one in Donny at Lakeside, that's the worst KFC I've ever been to in my life. Like the service is terrible. Yeah. So like... KFCs, you get bad ones. So that, that, that knocks it down. Whereas McDonald's, they're always consistent. And I think that's that consistency. Here's an example of how consistent McDonald's are. Well, kind of not. 
and even as a vegetarian, I can appreciate that. Uh, I found out Uber Eats delivers to here two weeks ago. Yeah. How many times have I had a McDonald's breakfast since finding that out? <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I've had two McDonald's breakfasts in that time, ordered to here, and paid the £3.50 charge extra on top of it. Uh, you know what's another good pizza place? Go on. Uh, Comet Ping Pong in uh, the Depart- District of Columbia. I've never been, mate. Neither have I, but it's quite a famous pizza place because um, apparently there was a... Uh, Fictitious child sex ring, ring run from there, well known as the Pizzagate scandal. <laughs> Are we really doing this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stick with the program. <laughs> right. So, do you want to tell the listener what Pizzagate is? Because So, Pizzagate relates to the leaked emails of Hillary Clinton and the belief that Hillary Clinton was part of a group of people who ran a child sex ring from the basement of a pizza place. So that epstein guy that we just arrested he right. wasn't do- no he was organizing he was actually right. doing that stuff yeah but <laughs> yeah. wait one of the clintons and or maybe the clintons as a whole put out a statement saying something something allegedly 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 mm. allegedly there we go saying something like um we we only visited him on a few occasions uh we never had anything to do with all the heinous things he were doing Bit weird. Why would you put that statement out? I mean, the Clintons. This was always the problem with the U.S. election in the fact that you had Hillary Clinton as the opposing person to Donald Trump, because the Clintons are dirtier, and especially Hillary, are dirtier than half the Republicans in terms of some of the heinous stuff they've done. Uh, the Clintons have been accused of pretty much authorizing the death of people. Uh, that's another conspiracy theory that goes around that they had people killed to help Bill Clinton's re-election campaign. Um. Hillary Clinton's first major job was she was involved in the Watergate committee as a junior associate lawyer, and she was taken off of that course for being uh, too dishonest. <laughs> so that shows kind of her character. There's lots of shady stuff to do with the Clinton people, uh, the Clinton family, especially like well, mainly Bill and Hillary. Uh, a lot of stuff with Hillary as well to do with the uh, like you've watched House of Cards and you know yeah. how the whole thing works with uh, Claire. Um, she's apparently partially based on Hillary Clinton in terms of she knew about Bill Clinton's extramarital activities and helped like create the narrative around it that helped him not get impeached. Okay. Um, lots of weird stuff like that has gone on with the Clintons. Um, they've they were kind of like the Tony Blair for the Labour Party in terms of they took the Democrats from a more left-leaning party to a more centralist thing because even now the Democrats would be right wing in our government like they're quite like there's no real left wing alternative in america apart from bernie sanders and maybe elizabeth warren um <laughs> we're getting into u.s politics talk now yeah i don't really understand yeah. u.s politics um it's ridiculous it's a two-party system a lot of people really get shot yeah a lot of people get shot because uh the nra pays off a lot of people to not to not vote for gun safety laws because do you know um like when jfk got shot mm. They uh they took the guy that they accused of doing it yeah through like a public space didn't they so they could shoot him so he yeah. he didn't uh didn't like squeal. You know I haven't watched the film JFK since I was really young. I was really obsessed with the JFK stuff when I was like maybe like ten or eleven. Yeah. And I watched JFK then, and as a ten year old, as much as I loved all the JFK stuff, a three hour film's a bit much. <laughs> but now I really should rewatch it because I feel like I'd enjoy it a lot more. Because that really goes into the the uh, Z- Zabuda tapes. 
I can't remember the proper name of the tapes that's, that show there's a second gunman and all that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, really interesting. Or you believe the Red Dwarf theory that it was them and had to kill JFK. JFK had to kill himself to realign all the timelines and get them back to Red Dwarf. It's a random season seven reference. It's the best, one of the best episodes. Okay. Yeah, so it's a good episode. I've Red Dwarf. Uh, after season seven, it dropped off a lot. The first seven seasons are all classic. When did The Simpsons drop off, do you think? Uh, about around the time of the movie, I think. Really? Yeah. Because a lot of people... No, the movie was like... Should have like season 15, 16? It might have been before that. But no, I, th- I thought... I, that... I have no idea when it comes to seasons with Simpsons, though, because who actually watches it for new episodes like every week? It's not one of those type of shows. It's just The Simpsons is on all the time, every time. Yeah, I suppose. So we don't really have the seasons of it over here, like they do in America, where they make a big deal about a new season of Simpsons. Yeah. Because it's just like, there'll be a new episode, and they'll show an old episode straight after it, and then one week they'll just shoot two older episodes. So it just continues on and on and on, same as it ever was. Yeah, we're bringing it back to how the show is. <laughs> so, Pizzagate, it had that, um, there were, it's, there were emails, weren't it, in code. So it'd be like, bring me uh, a boy, but a boy was like two slices of pepperoni pizza so they'd say like bring me two slices of pepperoni yeah. pizza wouldn't they so but then didn't she delete all them emails or something weren't that a thing because donald trump kept it saying... was to do with more that um she was sending government emails from a personal account that okay. was where the controversy actually was because that's they're not allowed to do that because um most public email is not um fully encrypted it's people still have access to it if you've got the means. Yeah. Uh, but then it came out afterwards that Donald Trump also did that a lot, but that never gets that doesn't get mentioned as much because uh, Donald Trump fully subscribes to the Russian like post truth theory of um, there's the quote that's attributed to Karl Rove, but Karl Rove's always denied that it was from him about um, how the U.S. government have become an empire once again because. Um, they create their own worlds and narratives, and by the the type of people who oppose their party, the type to over to analyze that, and while they're busy analyzing and breaking down all the points they've made in this new reality, they've created another new reality that they're now existing in. So they can't; they're constantly in front of whatever's happening. Okay. See, we'll get as much as I said we were going to talk conspiracies. We're actually talking about real stuff. No, but it's interesting <laughs> because um, Scotland and Donald Trump went to a golf course in Scotland, didn't he? He, he owns a golf course in yeah. Scotland. Um, so there's very famously uh, one holdout on the land that he built his golf course on. So he built the land up around that house so it gets no sunlight. Because he's uh, a vampire? The Scottish guy. Now, Scottish people don't tend to like sunlight. Okay. No, it, it, um. The bright light interferes with him when they're taking heroin. Yeah, like you've seen Train Spotting, the yeah. documentary Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. They don't like sunlight. They always block out the windows because when they're on heroin, it make it's more intense and it can hurt them. Yeah, that. I watched that film with Calis with uh, my long term lodger, <laughs> and I didn't realize a baby died in it. It's not a romantic film, mate. No, it's not. Yeah. It's quite for a nineties film as well. The effect they do for that is quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's a good example of how Danny Boyle, when he tries, can make good films. Well, what what you suggesting isn't a good film. Slumdog Millionaire. Racist. 
It's just a really lazy racist, story. Racist, racist. And I haven't seen yesterday, but I don't want to see it. it just, Why? Because it seems really saccharine and silly. And... I want to see it, because I want to know if they tackle the Paul McCartney being dead thing. And maybe that's <laughs> why the Beatles don't exist, because Paul McCartney died. They replaced him. Yep. But they didn't replace him with the Paul McCartney that we've got in our timeline. It's a different Paul McCartney, and that's why oh. he didn't write. I thought they replaced him with a better musician who later formed Wings. Get out. <laughs> the Panda Beatles could have been. <laughs> I like making that joke, but also, I do like Wings. <laughs> do you know, um, like, John Lennon wrote a diss track to Paul McCartney. <laughs> I've seen the letters. They've come out recently, haven't they? That he wrote letters to Paul McCartney. Yeah. And when as the Beatles were breaking up, and they're really vicious towards him. There's a narrative that's. I'll been... kill you again. <laughs> There's a narrative that's been put out that, and I don't know if it's by Yoko Ono or by Paul McCartney, but it's been put out that like, oh, before John Lennon got shot, um, him and Paul were on speaking terms again and they were good friends. That but sounds like Hulk Hogan talking about Macho Man. Literally I'm bringing it back to wrestling! took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, it sounds like a lie. It sounds like <laughs> a lie that Hulk Hogan would say. Yeah. Uh, sorry, listener. This show is... We're going to try and contain a bit of wrestling, but it's Graham's birthday, so... It's what, it's what Graham would have wanted. <laughs> if he was here now with us. He's celebrating his 42nd birthday, uh, drinking a new and improved Iron Brew. No, this is this show will be released on his birthday, won't it? Yeah, yeah. He's sat there right now drinking a new and improved Iron Brew. The be- yeah, because everything that's new is better. Yeah, uh, watching. I don't know. Uh... Uh, did they win a match in nineteen ninety six World uh, Euro ninety six Scotland? And I think they drew... oh, they won the final group match. Oh uh, yes, he'll watch that. He'll watch the repeat. highlights of that. Yep. He'll curse out Gaza. Um, he'll pray to his Colin Hendry poster, and then uh, Andy he'll... Murray's good. Yeah, well, he was good. So might, yeah, might... but he's British. When he's oh. good, he's British. Oh yeah, good he, point. He's, he's he's only Scottish when he's bad. Yeah, <laughs> we need to make that clear because that is a constant narrative that has been made clear throughout his entire career. Have we actually got anyone else on our list? Uh, no, but I just want to come back to Andy Murray because hmm. um, didn't he win like gold medal at London twenty twelve? He did. World were meant to end in twenty twelve, mate. Yeah, I sent you a link about this because it was a long thread that I knew you'd find interesting. Yeah. So I looked through it. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you; I didn't read it all, but that—that's that—that's the basis of our podcast, mate. Is <laughs> I, re- I read a bit of it, and I'm going to make the rest of it up and, and see what happens. So, from what I gathered, people are saying that the world did end in 2012, and now we're on a new timeline. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of goes along with the alternate. The um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like synthesized universe. Like, okay. We're, the multiverse. We're simulation. Oh, okay. Like the simulation universes and that the world ended in 2012 and we've been moved to a different simulation where like the laws of nature and physics are acting slightly differently and that's why everything feels a bit different now. Does everything feel a bit different? Well, we've been on a downward slope for many years because since 2012, like, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but like we've just talked about US politics a bit. And then our own politics and yeah, but the did, world's just going to who crap. Who was the and president in 2012? It was Barack Obama. Wasn't he the president that had the record for the most drone strikes? Yes. So it's not like he's... But to be fair to him... Oh, right. I can't believe I'm saying that because I disagree with him in that sense entirely. But to be fair to him, drone strikes weren't a thing for most presidents. So of course he's going to have the record for that. 
because I don't think the drone technology was even at the stage where it could like it existed during the late Bill Clinton administration and then a bit in the George Bush but it really the technology got a lot better as George Bush's reign was ending and Barack Obama took over as president right so it's kind of just a case of the technology improved so they can use it more and not put pilots lives at risk just innocent families in Syria yeah just all the innocent people he's killing um so yeah that's a weird one um it's not a weird one it's a horrible thing um <laughs> so yeah so you said that you think things feel different and i mean look at the acceleration of climate change i mean i don't know if you noticed the weather like graham noticed it <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's just the summer that's why it's hot no but it's the fact that we're having these really constant like drastic shifts between like searing hot to torrential rain and it's just going back and forth continuously and we're having the hottest summers on record. Like, if you look at the top 10 hottest summers on record, like, eight of them are in the last 10 years, which isn't right, because the others are, like, 1850 and 17-something. Like, they were really, really far-spaced apart, and now we're getting all the hottest summers, and then we're getting the coldest winters as well, because the climate is drastically shifting, and we've probably passed the tipping point, and the world's going to end probably actually in 40 years or so, like, to the point we know it now. We'll have to get a new reality. So, if we're in a different reality to what we were in 2012, why is everything the same for me? Uh, because you've always had this... You're like uh, Cypher in the Matrix. You you plug yourself out of it. Can I be Morpheus? Not really. Why? I mean, you do offer pills to, pe- to strangers, but... Okay. They're not normally coloured. Racist? You were just waiting for me to say about the colour of the pills, weren't you? Yep, yep. Yeah, I walked straight into that one. So, no, but... I, is everything not the same for you? I mean, since 2012, it was a lot different in my life. Like, seven years ago, I was living in a different county. I'd just moved to have a drastic shift in my life um, and try and do something with myself after spending a few years languishing, trying to kill myself. Uh, <laughs> so that's changed. I'm not. I'm not trying to do that anymore. And yeah, um, well, you could say that's changed for the better. Then yeah, that's changed. Well, for the people better, are saying side. that you said that everything's gone. But then, bad. in terms of like bigger than myself, I can see the like how the idea of it works because you can see a lot of things kind of come into a head in terms of like world politics and in terms of the climate and just how things do seem to be on this downward slope. We're about to hit a recession again in our economy, and even though that's how boom and bust economies work, like it tends to go on, a, it's like waves. Um, I did business to lose, can you tell? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand it a bit, but then it's that thing as well of like, surely any area you live in, it'll feel like things are going wrong. What if you win the lottery though? Yeah, but... Somebody would have won the lottery in 2012. I think this thinking is more towards general, like, the world issues rather than individuals' experience. Yeah, but, like, world issues can affect individuals. Yeah. So I, I think we've debunked this one. This one. Yeah, in... but but your money's not worth as much because we're, we're in a global recession again. Yeah, but if I'm a billionaire, like... 
I'm pretty confident that, yeah, it might not be worth as much, but I'm pretty confident... Just, if you win the lottery, convert all your money to gold. Not Bitcoin. Not Bitcoin. No, convert it to gold. I converted it all to Bitcoin, mate. gold never loses... Gold doesn't appreciate. Why? Because of the gold standard. The gold standard goes up with inflation. Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, because of Shelton Benjamin. Uh, he keeps the he keeps gold at a level. Because there ain't no stopping him now. No, there ain't no stopping him, and including his rate of inflation. So he, his value, he makes sure the value of gold continually rises in line with inflation. So it's always worth like this. It's all, it doesn't depreciate. Yeah, in value. but I can't go get a meal deal from Tesco with with a bar of gold, can I? Well, you cash it in like at the beginning of the week. Like, you cash... how do you cash in a bar of gold, mate? Cash for gold. Jeff Jarrett. So, not only do I have to get Shelton involved, I've got to get Double J involved as well. Yeah, that's good for you, though. Your mates with him. Yeah, like, he'll do me mates rates, won't he? Yeah. He'll do you a good exchange rate. There's, there's plenty of shops that'll take gold. Like, cash converters probably do. So, yeah, but if I want to buy a loaf of bread, I've got to go to cash converters, give them a bar I of mean, gold. I mean, you treat it like a bank. You don't, like, nip to cash converters before you nip to Asda. You, at beginning, like, beginning of the month, you could go... Like, oh, I'm going to cash in all this gold, so I've got my money for next month. And you kind of treat it like a bank. But so, so you're telling me if you won, like, a million pounds, you'd convert it to gold? Because the value of that money, if I had to exchange it to gold, like, if you've just got money, it stays at that amount. If you have an account it that has interest, interest, it is interest. You, you have interest, but then the rate of gold rates higher. So, you know, like, I see films, like, Film budgets, like for years, Gone with the Wind was the highest grossing film of all time because they adjusted it for inflation. Yeah, it still is. It still is. Adjusted for inflation, yeah. it's the highest grossing film of all time. Gold works in that way. So that money then, say if that mo- movie made like 30 million, but because of inflation, it's now made 20 billion. Like gold would have raised at that rate the entire time and it would still be worth the exact same amount in real terms at now as it was then. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about the logistics of it. If you won a million pound, you convert it to gold. Maybe not a million. If I won, if I had like a, if I had Bill Gates money, right, I'd convert a portion of it into gold. Okay, and do what with it? You'd store it until you need it. it it's kind of it's it's like your savings, isn't it? Yeah, but that's just asking for like somebody to nick it. I mean, gold's pretty heavy. Yeah, have you seen an Italian? You get... Have you seen an Italian job? Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of minis on road nowadays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Point. I mean, I'd have it melted down to one giant block. Would you not have it as as and a I'd... chain, like, like like karma? Karma. Yeah. No, I'd I'd have it melted into one giant block that I have to go in like once every few months with a pickaxe and chip some away. At it, so I'm still earning my money, and then go take that in. But then it's a big enough block that you can't really move it. Right. And it stops people nicking it, doesn't it? So they can't get through the door. I feel like it's a lot of effort. I mean, I'll have money to make that effort. I won't be doing much else if I won that amount of money. I'd be twice as fat as I am now. So would you live your life like... Um, I'd die 20 years earlier. If you won a lot of money, you'd die oh, 20 fuck. I'd just be going crazy. I'd live like a Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Because for me, like, if I won a lot of money... <laughs> I reckon when we see Graham on his birthday, he'll listen to this, and we'll know he will have, because one of his eyes will be completely bloodshot from a vessel bursting. <laughs> no, let me just, let's just take it back a minute, because, like, if I won a lot of money... I, I Honestly, I'd, te- I'd, I'd probably have a home gym, and I'd try and take care of it, because the thing that stops me going to the gym is I'm too lazy to walk to a gym. 
Okay. Because all the gyms around here are up very steep hills, which is an off-putting thing for me right now. It, if I'm in a gym, I can go for it, but it's getting to the gym that annoys me. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because I, I think I'd, like, just buy a big house and put all my wrestling figures in it. That's, like, my I, dream. I have said this before. I So what I genuinely would do is... So you I'd, wouldn't convert it to gold, then? No. Mate, if I had like ridiculous money, I would convert a okay. portion of it to gold as a say as a way of saving up money. I'd I'd do all the tricks like ISIS and stuff. Um, you do all the tricks like ISIS. ISIS. Oh. <laughs> you can only open one ISIS a year though, so you have to like have other means. I wouldn't tax dodge. I'd, I'd be like. I would. Nah. Do you know like when Jimmy Carr like were chastising the media for tax dodging? I I legit thought fair play to you. Right, uh, because no, no, because if the rules are there, right, and if there's loopholes in the rules, then so be it. I feel like because I really do like we've talked about this before. I try and live in a like I try and be ethical with my decisions in life. I'm a scumbag. Yeah, so we we've talked about this. Genuinely, you're a good person, though. Mm. You, you like to present that you're a scumbag. <laughs> um, breaking kayfabe, <laughs> but. I try and live ethically, and I think not paying your taxes is pretty unethical, especially if you're someone in my situation who talks about the idea of, like, I'm very much a socialist. I believe that we should help those less fortunate and everything, and we do that through taxes. So by not... It's like you two. You two have barely paid any tax on their money because they're set up in Holland, and Holland have different tax laws. They have a really low rate of corporation tax. Do you think Lorraine Kelly lives in Holland? Lorraine Kelly. No, she's she's a proud Scotch woman. She don't pay tax. Have Is you heard she? about this? Right. That doesn't surprise me actually. Do you, do you right? Oh, oh, she oh she pays less tax than she would. Do you know why? Because she claims that Lorraine Ke- Kelly that she that, that you see on TV is a character played by the real woman Lorraine Kelly because she has to be positive about things that she doesn't believe in. <laughs> so when she's got a guest on the show, you know that she, really it's not her being nice to the guest. It's because the the actor or the actress, whatever Lorraine Kelly, is portraying the character Lorraine Kelly. Be I mean, nice. That's accurate because we all know the most accurate character, Scottish character in television history. Go on, Rapsi Nesbitt. But then second to that okay. is Malcolm Tucker from The Thick of It. Yeah, because he's an angry ranting Scotsman who's angry all the time and swears at people. I feel like we're going to see an angrier Scotsman uh, <laughs> the weekend, mate. I will fucking eviscerate you. No, that was a terrible accent. I'll do a Scottish accent. Are you ready? Dundee. <laughs> Live from Dundee. <laughs> That's right. what we should have said at the beginning. Right. Ne- next point. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Did he peak in 3MB? Definitely. Yeah, he did. Because since he's come back to WWE, he's been in NXT, but NXT don't count. And then NXT were only good when uh, Titus O'Neil and Derek Bateman were in it anyway. Um, and then when he's been on Raw, he's not been he's not been that great, has he? So no, they've not really given him opportunities. Um, but then uh, one of the things I, I was thinking about this with the three MB stuff. So out of the three of them, yep, people would say Drew McIntyre is the guy who's going to be a star out of the three. But actually, out of the three, you've had Heath Slater who got this really big push when SmackDown split and became one half of the first SmackDown tag team champions. Oh, it would Big Terry, weren't it? Yeah, him and Big Terry. Um, and then you've got Jinder Mahal, who 
was WWE champion. Just for Graham's sake, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And a better drawing WWE champion than Seth Rollins. <laughs> That's just proof of fact. That's just yeah. for, for inflation, though. Yeah. Um, whereas Drew McIntyre is uh, Shane McMahon's mate. Yeah. But yeah, that is your favourite McMahon. Not even for Graham's birthday, am I repeating that? <laughs> I mean, we've put in a lot of effort for Graham's birthday. Yeah. I'm not going that far. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he's just McMahon's, like, bodyguard. That's all he is. Whereas Jinder Mahal and Eve Slater made some of themselves after 3MB. He, those two still have jobs from 3MB. Drew McIntyre had to go away for a few years and uh, come back. Uh, bit awkward. Jinder Mahal. Did he get released? Yeah. I don't then he came that. back. Was black, you know, when Kurt Hawkins came back with the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, but he made more of it than Drew McIntyre did. Yeah. He skipped fine. NXT, didn't he? <laughs> Straight to main roster. Big push. Um, Talking of big, uh, Hornswoggle were in 3MB. Yeah, he were. He, yeah. He, he's the biggest star of 3MB. Yeah. Like, that was on his downward that he was in 3MB and he was still big in Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He had the best match that 3MB ever had. The they WLC. In it. The WLC, which was genuinely a good match. Yeah. Genuinely an entertaining good match. Well, you know how I feel about midgets fighting, mate. Did you ever watch WLC 2? No. Because... It, did he do it on the Indies? Yeah, he did okay. it at Beyond. Um, it was a random Chuck Taylor joke where um, the promoter of Beyond messaged him saying, if you could have any match, what would you do? And he said, WLC 2 with Hornswoggle. And they booked it. <laughs> so he did WLC2 against Hornswoggle. <laughs> I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Do you think midgets exist or are we all just high? <laughs> I mean, we're not Scottish, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're high. Like, Graham would definitely be the person to ask. We're, we're not on the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I think for legal reasons he's not either. Just, just, just no. in case he wants to sue us. <laughs> no, um, I, I'm not. That's one I'm gonna have to back up on because I keep making this joke about how all Scottish people are on heroin, and I feel like we have got Scottish listeners, and I don't want to offend them. This is just for Graham. <laughs> well, I'm not even. Are you trying to offend him? It's his birthday. I'm not trying to offend this him. This is I'm, his birthday present. We're trying to do something good for him. Yeah. I know he, he really loves the documentary Train Spotting and the follow up Train Spotting 2, where they go and see what they're doing 20 years later. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I believe midgets and dwarfs are a thing, little people. Um, you got Warwick Davis and whoever replaced him in the Leprechaun films after Hornswoggle, which I watched, by the way. Okay. I watched the new Leprechaun movie. How was it's it? Much better than the, um, Origins. Because it goes back to how Leprechaun should be, in fact, that he's kind of a wisecracking Freddy Krueger type. Okay. It's not a great film by any means, but it's got a lot of practical effects, which I appreciate in a horror film nowadays, especially a low-budget one. Yeah. It's directed by one of the guys who was in Astron 6, who are a filmmaking collaborative, who are who made some very entertaining films, such as The Editor and um, Father's Day and Biocop. Not Biocop, that was this trailer that they put on the end of Manborg. Oh, you don't want to make that mistake. Yeah, you? no, but Biocop's one of my favorite. Like, it's it's a short film, but it's made like a action movie trailer from the eighties, and it's this guy who gets covered in nuclear waste, and he's a cop, and he wants to die, but he can't because he's a mutant. Yeah, yeah and it's just okay. this really silly trailer. <laughs> what if Hornswoggle got covered in nuclear waste, and he's like 
he wants to die, but he can't. So he's having like WLC matches to try and shorten his lifespan. But because he's a midget and he's got magic midget powers, it increases his life. Have you seen that he's releasing a book, by the way? It, yeah, yeah. It's called Life is Short and So Am I. Yeah. I kind of want to read it because I bet it'd be entertaining. It'd be a good read. So one. he's a he's mates with Kurt Orcus as that rider. Yeah. Um, but his publicist obviously didn't know that he's mates with Kurt Orcus as that rider. Mm. So his publicist sent them an email to their <laughs> like podcast account saying, mm. like, former WWE superstar, like proper like you know what you send to people that don't know him. Uh, he's releasing a book and he'd love to join your podcast. And all they've done is, is rip piss out of him every episode since. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. We'd do that when Graham releases his tell-all book eventually. I'd be worried what would be said about me in that book. Mm. Do you know what? If he really wants to mug me off, he'd not mention me once. He'd uh, Trent Beretti like an AJ Lee's book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think we had the same same relationship like, but... <laughs> I, I just did a face there. I, I realise this is an audio podcast. But I did a face that said, yeah. I'll tell you who's had weird relationships. Gone. the royal family mate they're all incest yeah. i mean we we should mention the royal family because obviously uh prince philip the duke of edinburgh um so technically the king of scotland um <laughs> uh, they're trying so the big story about the royal family recently was that um harry and Meghan markle i think that's the couple yeah yeah, yeah. is it harry who's married to Meghan markle or is it yeah William? yeah ha- Harry's the one that um, Diana had that affair with that other bloke. Yeah, you, you can talk about that because you can't slander the dead. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they are um, trying to save the world by only having two kids because overpopulation is a serious problem. If over if you really thought overpopulation was a serious problem, don't have any kids. But we need a new king. <sighs> no, they don't make the king. William makes the king. Uh, it's William. I'm thinking. Oh no! Wait, yeah. I, I'm confused. Right, right. Listen. Yeah, I'm confused. Ev- everyone, slow down. Everyone, chill out. Mm. So, Queen, Sorry, Al- I'm Queen Elizabeth around. II. Yeah. Mountbatten. Yeah. She's the current head of state. Yeah. The next in line to the throne. She's got money. She's in Graham's favorite song. The next in line to the throne is Prince Charles. Yeah. However, I'm not sure how about his divorce, Diana, and how that affects things. But if it doesn't affect things, he's next in line to the throne. It, it doesn't affect things. Okay. Because technically, uh, Camilla will become queen. Yeah. There's a song about that, isn't there? Uh, yeah, Harry Hill did a song about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Charles is next. Then uh, Charles' oldest son is William. So it's William and Kate. So is, yeah. it, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, because they've had a kid already, yeah. Okay. Because George is the old, oldest kid. And yeah. He had a photo shoot last week, and they spent way too much time on the news talking about it. Cause it's a it's a kid having a photo shoot. I mean, it's the future king. Yeah, but kings don't matter that much unless you're in Scotland. What do you mean? Because Scottish love the royal family. Okay. Well, I I know this from going to watch Wednesday versus Rangers, and all the Rangers fans were singing "Rule Britannia" and "God Save the Queen" all game. Okay. I mean, it's definitely one half of Scotland really loves the Queen. Uh, I'm guessing the Celtic side aren't a, aren't as big fans on it. They want independence and all that, but the Rangers side of it, they really love the Queen and the royal family and all that. They believe in the state. I'm not sure how much of this is. is, is <laughs> I don't. I, I, do you think we've crossed the line? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. 
Shall I tell you which uh, which king of Scotland and the king of our list also crossed a line? Yeah, let's get back to wrestling to bring this home. So this is the daddy of Scotland, the king of Scotland, the king of Scottish wrestlers. The greatest Scottish wrestler of all time. Of all time. Bar none, no argument. Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yep. From Glasgow, Scotland. Yep. When he blacked up. <laughs> he, uh, right, uh, you're laughing. Did he black up? Half. So he half he did half up. black up. But I didn't tell you this when you first told me that you were going to mention this. Yeah. But uh, we're actually recording on the anniversary of his passing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing about that? Oh, because it's, it's a new thing to do. Um, You didn't know. Um, but yeah, uh, Roddy Piper is the greatest Scottish wrestler of all time. Uh, he was definitely Scottish because he won the competition for bagpipes. He told everyone about that. Yeah. Uh, he could play the bagpipes, and uh, he won a competition for it. And he wore a kilt. Yeah, he wore a kilt. It's not a dress. I'll tell you who else wore a kilt. Bram. Yeah. Raven. Yep. There are others. They're all Scottish. Yep. <laughs> I think it's the kilt that makes you Scottish. <laughs> it's definitely a Scottish thing. Yeah. But yeah, Roddy Piper is the greatest Scottish wrestler of all time. I genuinely love Roddy Piper, apart from the blacking up thing. That, that was a bit awkward. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, a bit. And he accused Pat Patterson of things, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 That was awkward too. Yeah. He he did a lot of awkward things because he was hired, but he was working for WWE when he when everyone else didn't want to do those interviews with uh, Inside Edition about wrestling concussions and everything. And Roddy Piper did an interview and talked about how he was going to be dead before he was sixty, and how all wrestlers had this fate, and they pretty much fired him after that, didn't they? They took yeah. him off TV, definite. Yeah. Yeah, that was all pretty awkward. Shall I tell you what else weren't on TV? Tower 7, mate. Tower 7 not featured on TV, was it? <laughs> didn't get his big push. Because it didn't have the body like the other two, did it? <laughs> I can't. I just can't. <laughs> Are we really going to 9-11 stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Do, yeah, but I feel like this is this joke equals the amount of money you spent to troll me about the new Japan <laughs> tracksuits because we've not only trolled Graham for a good fifty-four minutes. Oh, the listeners have gone. Yeah, all our listeners because we've not really talked about wrestling. All the listeners have gone at this point. It is just Graham because he's waiting to see what else we <laughs> because say. Because he's paralyzed in anger and can't turn it off. All I'm saying is my phone's probably blown up at this point. With messages going, what have you done? But it's all right, Graham. We've got about four listeners and they've already gone. So <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. We'll, we'll make you a deep fried Mars bar for your birthday. How about that? Don't commit to that. It's not going to happen, is it? You have to freeze it for like 24 hours first. Uh, Graham, have you got a deep... Because he's got a deep fryer, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so we wrap it up. Because <laughs> I think we've lost steam now. I yeah. think we lost steam in like 10 minutes in, but... No, like, no, because I like talking about conspiracies and Scotland, but mainly conspiracies. And I went to the 9-11 Museum. Okay. There's one line about Tower 7 in the whole thing. Hmm. That building also fell. Right? It did. And there's one line about it in the whole museum. So, for me, that's proof. And on that note, uh, if everyone wants to wish Graham an happy birthday, but 
after all this, which has just been a roast on Graham, pretty much, and I hope if anyone has made it this far in the show, some people probably consider it our worst episode ever. Some might think it's his best because we're not talking about. We're no, talking we've about done worse episodes. Yeah, we have done worse episodes. Uh, but generally, I hope Graham has a good birthday, and we'll be seeing him today. And I'm sure he'll be. He'll let us know exactly what he thinks about all this episode. And I, I hope he got some enjoyment out of it. If we, oh, if you're releasing this on Saturday, it was his birthday day before. It's just his party today. Okay, I should know that. Yeah, it's because his mates didn't come out of the side room to let me know that yeah, it was his birthday. The, that's the issue. But... Uh, I'll, I'll post it Friday night then. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to tweet him, um, shall we? Shall we say his Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> Happy <know>. birthday! <laughs> no, at Royal Grumble Pod. Yeah, uh, send send him to the because yeah. he, he tweets off that a lot anyway. Yeah, I, d- I don't know whether he'd want his personal <laughs> Twitter putting out there. No, he uses our Twitter to get banned by people. Blocked by Jonathan Coachman, I think. Yeah, I was we, supposed to know what stupid things Jonathan Coachman's saying are, Graham. Just because he used the wrong there. <laughs> Do you know on the description, are you going to spell things right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too far. <laughs> Which we have. <laughs> I mean, Wait, so yeah, as we was... talked about in planning for this, we could have gone further but didn't. And I will leave it at that line. Oh No, I'll I'll go a bit further but not actually say anything. There was a Scottish wrestler that we toyed with talking about and decided not to. The, the <laughs> listeners that know will know what that means. Graham will fully know what that means. Um, <laughs> he will have expected it because yeah. we always talk about him when he's not here. Yeah. But, but this we, is the occasion no, where let, we didn't. Let's, and let's not. Yeah. Let's not say anything else. All right. Um, at Royal Grumble Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Royal Grumble. Instagram at Royal Grumble Pod. Uh, YouTube. Just search Royal Grumble Podcast. Um, you'll find us on there. Um Happy birthday, Graham. Happy uh, birthday. I have got you a present, so don't kill me till at least you've got your present. <laughs> then uh, do what you want. Um, say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. <laughs> go- go- goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> <laughs>